Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to A Pod of Their Own's Mench of the Week. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined this week by my lovely co-hosts, Linda Surovich. Hello, Linda. Hi, Allison. And Maggie Wiggin. Hello, Maggie. Hi, Allison. So this week's Mench of the Week um, is a player who is having a very good season, but not too many people are talking about it. And I feel like that's been typical of his entire career, um, and that's Brandon Nimmo. Um, the reason that, uh, that precipitated this is that he recently gave, um, a really good interview with Michelle Margot of SMY, um, and Michelle Margot tweeted this interview, um, and, uh, and so did SMY, they both did, um, and it was, it's a six and a half minute video clip, and we highly recommend, uh, that y'all watch it because it's really insightful, um, and he talks about a lot of things that he doesn't, that, like players don't usually talk about in shorter like post game pressers and things like that. Um, and it was just it would just reminded me like how glad I am that Brandon Nimmo is on the Mets long term. Yeah, it was a really great interview. And I do want to take a quick second just to um, shout out Michelle. I know this is Brandon's segment. I'm going to let him have his moment. But uh, Michelle just ran an amazing interview with him and just really got into some thoughtful questions. Yeah. And yeah, special side shout out to Michelle Margot in general, because I feel like she's she's been in the spotlight a lot more this year because Steve Gelbs has been in the booth a few times. Um, So Michelle has been, you know, sideline reporting a lot more often uh, and she's doing an awesome job. So, yeah. Heck yeah, Michelle. Keep getting at it. Um but yeah, Brandon Nimmo talked a lot of uh, uh, talked about a lot of interesting things in this interview. Um, namely, he talked about uh, first he talked about the importance or like not importance. What's the word I'm looking for? The signi- the personal significance to him um, of reaching 20 home runs this season um, and how he was really emotional about it because he hasn't even come close to that really in the past. Um, He's uh, obliterated his own career best in home runs for a single season this year. Um, And it's something that a lot of guys never even really do. Um, He he made a joke about, he was like, it takes a long time for a lot of guys to get to have a 20 home run season. Well, unless you're Pete Alonso, but (laughs) Um, for most guys, it's like, it's a big achievement to do that. 
And I, I think what's nice about the home runs things too, is that we're able to see it kind of um, mirror his work around his defense, because that's something else that he has taken a lot of pride in working on and like putting really like a concerted effort into. And it's just nice to see someone like Nimmo get to enjoy the fruits of that labor. Cause you know, there's labor, like he's not one of those, just preternaturally gifted people who can do anything like he is a workhorse like he works all the time and that's you know just one report from Brandon Nimmo that's always been consistent is how hard he works and it really shows off well and I think you know it's easy to see the aw shucks persona and I don't want to call him a bumpkin but I mean that can that can be the image that comes across but he does give a really thoughtful interview and he is like we've said, he's an incredibly hard worker while always remaining kind of even keel. Um, you never see him get too high or too. Well, he got really excited at that time when he robbed the home run, but other than that, that was like, he, uh, uh, he's like, it, it, it gives those moments even more weight because he doesn't does, do yeah. that often. So like, you know, it's a big deal when he's getting excited and animated about something. I feel and like that, that was the made one that moment he, even better. Yeah. That's the one where he stole it behind the home run behind Jacob deGrom, right? Yes. Yes. Because yes. that was also the most animated I've ever seen Jacob deGrom. <laughs> yes. So true. Felt like the two of them combined the <laughs> amount of like happiness just, Oh, that was, that's a moment like I feel like we should just watch it every morning at like 7 a.m. just to get our day started off right. We yeah, get that potting. shot of serotonin in. We were live potting at the time, and I remember we were. Yes. I was like, tell me you got that. <laughs> that's a, that was an all-time live Linda reaction. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, classic. We haven't had too many of those, but there was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll start winning again, and then we'll have more. Yeah, we needed to be a good yeah. season in order to get the live Linda reactions. But um, but yeah, he even talked about um recently in a post game, um mentoring the young kids now, and you know being that role model for them and. You know, it's just, you know, we've kind of watched him grow up. You know, he was the rookie and now he's taking on the leadership role. And, you know, he, the, I don't want to call him David Wright because nobody could ever be, but that was the last person who came through the organization we saw grow. And, you know, he's going to probably going to be that. And we hope Pete's going to be that. But we, at least we know he's here long-term so we'll continue to see him grow and you know get better hopefully and you know he's always going to be that that comforting presence at the top of the lineup now that's just always going to be there um yeah, and think... more and more because he's not getting injured all the, all yes. the time anymore <laughs> yes and he's like routine Yes, and he talked about that during the interview, too. Michelle asked him really insightfully. Again, shout out to Michelle for asking really good questions. Uh, that's what that's part of why this interview was so good. She asked the right questions. But she asked him about, um, because if you guys remember, um, Nimmo took a shortened spring training this year. He didn't do the full mm -hmm. spring training that everybody else did. He started much later than most other guys. Um, and it was in part an effort to stay healthy for the whole season because Nimmo has had issues staying on the field in the past. Um, and 
Michelle asked him, like, did it work? Because clearly, like, you're still on the field and, you know, do you feel good? Do you think it's because of that? And Nimmo said, like, I'm not sure if it's because of that spring training routine, that new spring training routine that I did, but I'm on the field and I'm really happy about that. And that was uh, something that I've been making a concerted effort to stay on the field and stay healthy. So he's happy that that's, you know, paying dividends. Um and I'm happy, too, because the Mets need Brandon Nimmo. They need him. Um, and it's, you know, the, we talk about, you know, Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor being the leaders of this team moving forward. And I still think that that's true. But I don't think Brandon Nimmo is spoken about enough in that role. Um, and I think oh. that he does serve that role, even if it's in a more understated way than those other two. Well, he also, you know, uh Linda referred to that great post-game interview, uh, but he also in this one with Michelle does get into um, into you know mentoring and that role, and not just about mentoring the young guys, which is like I can't think of anyone in that clubhouse I would want mentoring more than um, than Brandon Nimmo, and maybe even more than Pete because Pete has this like one incredible gift that like <laughs> you know to be able to hit bombs. I don't think he can really like think that through or is Brandon Nemo, I think thinks through basically everything, which is why it always took him so long to adjust to every new level. Cause he had a lot of thinking to do. Um, I think that's going to make him a great coach someday, but, um, but also he got into, you know, the effect that some of his mentors had on him and he named a lot of like familiar faces um, in that list, including um, Curtis Granderson, who is one of my, who's like probably Ugh, my yes, favorite, yes. like, mid aughts met other than the obvious ones like or not aughts mid teens that's the one um and gosh who else did he mention jay bruce jay bruce, jay bruce. Randomly, <laughs> which like sure <laughs> i believe him i believe I mean, Brandon yeah, him. I jay bruce is a great guy um yeah everyone loves jay bruce he was he, he, by all counts he's a great guy to have in the clubhouse um yeah and I'm not surprised that Brandon Nemo uh, cited him necessarily, even though like the name itself was kind of random. I was like, oh, yeah, like that was he was, he was on the Mets. That was a moment <laughs> in Mets history for sure. Um, but I'm not surprised that based on his personality that he was a mentor to other players. Well, no, so good for Brandon to, you know, Sandy kind of made the joke at his expense when he when asked why they didn't go after John Carlos Dan. He's like, I don't need John Carlos Dan when I'm Brandon Nimmo, and everybody just kind of laughed. But now he got a lot of jokes made at his expense. Yeah, sure. yeah. So you know, and but again, he worked really hard, and now I mean, Lindor was certainly advocating for him for the All Star game this year, and he pro- there was a case to be made for it. So, you know, he's really come a long way. And like, not to take anything away from John Carlos Stanton and what he's accomplished. He's a really, really good baseball player and has probably the fastest bat anyone has ever seen. <laughs> um, but like, I, I mean, I, I don't have the stats in front of me to to back this up. So I, I'll have to look it up after we finish recording. But I'm I'm willing to stake a bet. If I was a betting woman, I'd be willing to stake a bet that Brandon Nimmo has played has stayed healthy for longer than John Carlos Stanton since that joke was made. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, because again, like 
he improves his game. He's always working at it. He's always trying to be better. And that includes in terms of his own health. Cause like he was an injury liability early in his career. He Although, did to be fair. The Mets did yeah. mishandle him injuring his neck because it turns oh, out yeah. it's your neck to play, to play baseball. <laughs> the neck bones connected to a lot of other, bones. a lot of things. This turns much out if you uh, have like a disc problem in your neck, you probably shouldn't try to play through that. Yes. Mm. So but even like, colliding with the wall, oh my even God. adjusting for the Mets variable, he did miss yeah. a lot of time early on. And it was, you know, it was it was something that was difficult for the team to plan around at times because um, he was just missing just enough games that you couldn't really get away with a backup backup. But, you know, he he got healthy. He worked on his, you know, whatever his like routine is like body building business i don't know i don't i, I don't exercise so <laughs> um but yeah and and it's it's just nice to see someone who really puts so much of themselves into this getting so much out of it like getting to really show off the the good stuff yeah he i mean he's already on pace if unless my math is off which is highly possible i'm not that good at math folks um, for a scientist, I'm pretty bad at math. That's why I'm a biologist. I'm good at math, bad at exercise. So. <laughs> um, I think he's on pace to play in the most games that he's ever played in his career. Last season, he did that. Um, for the fr- like, he played in 151 games. Um, but this season, he's already played in 136 games. And there's how many games to go? Like, he's already on pace to play in more than 151 games i think yes i think i mean obviously he's not gonna play in every single remaining game he'll probably get a day off or two maybe um maybe not i don't know uh we'll see but um i think he's on pace to exceed his career high as far as like games played um i don't think he will exceed his at least fwar total from last year but you know he had a lot more uh guys driving him in when he got on base (laughs) in the lineup last year and also there was plenty of talk last year of like oh he's having a great year because it's his contract year he's getting older like you know he's not gonna be able to match that he won't be able to stay healthy and like here he is now he's got his contract he's made his money and he's still really good at all the things he worked hard to be really good at yep he, he, I mean, he's roughly like, he's roughly going to end up being the player he was last year, give or take like a little bit more power, a little less on base. And to be clear, a little less on base for Brandon Nimmo is still really good on base. <laughs> yeah. Although I would just like to petition Brandon Nimmo to steal a goddamn base. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm sorry. Steal a gosh, gosh darn, darn base. Steal <laughs> a darn base. I, yeah, it is kind of incredible that um cuz because he stole like a couple bases in like the first week of the season and you thought you were like all of a sudden because of the stolen base numbers are up across the league, it's oh easier God, than ever to steal base. Like, oh it. yeah, like he's finally like, he has the speed, obviously. Um he has elite speed. And so you thought he was going to become a base stealer and then I think I think after those initial couple of steals he got caught stealing once and then he just like stopped running altogether. And I yeah, was like that gun shy after Don't that. let it scare you off, Brandon. Come on. Let's yeah, go. That's so confident. We believe in you. <laughs> 
He'll get it next year. That'll be his project for next year. This year was his 20 home runs project. Last year was his be better than awful in center field. Awful. (laughs) It's not fair. Be better than not great in center field. And he did that. And he got his 20 home runs this year. Next year, steal bases. That's. Let's go. If if Brandon is listening, which he should be. It's a great podcast. um, Steal some bases. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's our one ask left of you. That's that's pretty much all he needs to become like a a great player. He's already a really darn good player. And I think that, you know, obviously you can never count your chickens and you can never evaluate a contract before it's run its course. But I think that Brandon Nimmo's contract extension is going to be if, if you know, this is any indicator of the future is going to be the steal of the century. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, he's such an underrated player, and I'm very glad he's a Met. So, yeah, a Met for life, or just about, yeah, pretty hopefully, much, yeah, hopefully for his entire career, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's... I do want to just quickly acknowledge the potential elephant in the room yes. of his of his political cultural leanings. Thank you. Which is to say. The small amount of like second, third hand knowledge would suggest that his approach to things is radically different than ours. But I was just thinking, I wonder what he thinks about Pride Night. And I will have to continue wondering because he doesn't say anything. He just just steps back and lets the things happen and doesn't make it about him. And you know, I don't know if it's painful for him or not or whatever, but he just does it. And he doesn't feel the need to, like, hold a press conference over not liking the gays. And, you know, whatever his... Or go full Brooks Raley or anything. Right. I mean, yeah. whatever his deepest heart is saying, you know, good on him. But when it comes down to it, he's not in there trying to throw a wrench into... Things like Pride Night, things like, you know, I don't know, I guess probably Women's Night would fly with most of these guys. But, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunities. I mean, he did the walk up music on Women's Night. We know that. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, I just I I think um, I think it's nice that as a show we can uh, we have the opportunity to acknowledge a mensch who doesn't naturally fall into our usual mensch framework exactly but i think is still a very deserving winner um as long and it would just be great if he continues to not to not talk about pride night (laughs) yeah like i think it's important to acknowledge that brandon nimmo as a christian white boy from wyoming um probably holds certain views and that those views are probably shared by the majority of baseball players, if we're being real about the situation. <laughs> um, so if we're being real about this situation, it is probably the way most baseball players feel. And but with in Brandon Nimmo's case, we don't know about it because shutting up is always an option. You know who didn't take that option? Clayton Kershaw, Trevor yeah. Williams, like plenty of other dudes we can make a list about. Didn't take that option. Brandon Nimmo took the option. And yes, maybe that means our bar is too low, but that's where the bar kind of has to be at this point, given and the environment. A couple of years ago, I think it was when Ty was still there, because I remember him wearing the pride shirt. 
Um, Nemo didn't wear the exact pride shirt, but he did wear like a generic, like everybody loves or something <laughs> shirt. So he wasn't like, he kind of participated in it. So it wasn't like he was totally against it either. An attempt was made. An attempt was made. <laughs> There's something to be said for the fact that he, at a very young age, rolled in from Wyoming with a stop off in Florida. What does that mean? Um, into New York <laughs> City, the big city, the biggest of the big cities, and liked it and wanted to stay. Yeah. Like, I feel like at some point in time, Yes, he is still this Wyoming boy. Yes, you know, I know probably who he's voting for, but he also feels like part of like ours. And, you know, there are little things that he's done in his time here. Like he, um, you know, he was walking up to some Spanish music a lot last year. That just made me feel like we really have rubbed off on him. We got our Brandon Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo has his New York. We like, you know, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, as, as someone who lived in the city with someone who was from, uh, a let's say a rural, a very rural plains state, uh, who didn't adjust well to the city in comparison, <laughs> let's just say there are outcomes that could have been different <laughs> for someone of Brandon Nimmo's cultural background. Although this year his walk up is Christian rock. <laughs> I mean, it's bad Christian rock, but yeah. it's not, it's... yeah, not Reliant K or something like that. <laughs> um, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was my daughter who turned to me and was like, what was this? Or what is this? What's that? <laughs> I was like, it's music, sweetie. Uh, and music, now oh. the loosest sense of the word. <laughs> I just, I just wish that he would he would walk up to Creed arms wide open at this point. Like that song is like retro enough. Like, like that song has circled all the way around from like, so bad. It's good again. <laughs> I'd also be okay. If he kept Shania Twain too. Yeah. Keep Shania Twain. Can't go wrong with Shania Twain. Deal bases and keep Shania Twain. So we actually have two requests. Sorry. <laughs> yes. We do. <laughs> um, do we want to round it out to an even three? I can only come up with a two. Mm. Um, let's just stick with the two yeah we better not get greedy we no, don't want him overthinking no no he's besides those two small requests he's our perfect lad thank you brandon um yes so we uh shout out to brandon nimmo for your insight it doesn't go unnoticed uh really great interview and we're just really glad that you're in new york met and keep doing what you're doing um you can find all of our fantastic podcasts at homerunapplesauce.com. You can support our work by going to patreon.com slash homerunapplesauce. You can follow Home Run Applesauce on Twitter and Instagram at hrapplesauce. You can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram and Blue Sky and TikTok. We're everywhere <laughs> at a pot of their own. You can follow each of us on Twitter and, and Blue Sky. I am at Petite PhD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Servage. And you, Maggie? At Maggie162. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you can, rate and review the show. It really helps people find it. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there's no crying anymore.